Welcome to the Get Families Talking podcast with Hafsher, your host. Join us as we introduce various guests with exciting discussions to stimulate different generations of families into conversation. When we start, families listen. When the listening stops, that's when families get talking. Hello and salam alaikum listeners and welcome back to Get Families Talking with Hofsha. I hope you've had yourselves a super, super week and certainly a challenging week for some of you out there as well with children heading back to schools and nurseries and another change as well in how we manage things as families. So lots and lots of things there that one, I'm presuming you'll have had lots of discussions with as a family, but also lots of thinking as well for families and parents in particular to do and manage and especially with children feeling a lot of the anxiety lots of different changes and I think also time you know when parents really need to be able to sit down and reflect as a family really so today's show is really about helping and supporting families out there and really trying to get more awareness of the help that is available out there because I think from what I'm finding as well is that lots of families really are floundering, trying to find information, trying to find support and really not knowing where to go for this information. So I'm delighted to say that today I'm joined on the show by Rob Willoughby, who is the manager for the Birmingham Children's Partnership. And Rob will be sharing with us some of the information that families can, I'm afraid this is Birmingham based, um, but you may, you know, nationally you may know families in Birmingham who may need this support, but also for local families, how they can get access to some of this support. And also, it's an interesting show because it's not just for families in that context, but it's also about professionals being able to help families as well. So lots and lots of information that we'll be sharing uh, with yourselves on the show, but also delighted to say, as I say, welcome Rob onto the show. Hello, Rob. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you, Hafsa. Yeah, lovely to be here. Lovely uh, to be able to talk to people today. That's super. Rob, have you had a good lockdown? Uh, yes. I mean, I've been working quite hard, so uh, it's it's been a challenge. Lots of video meetings, lots of uh, walking around the garden if I've got a moment or two to spare so I can calm down or re- relax a little bit. But yes, it's been a challenge. I think it's a challenge for everybody, whatever age and circumstances. Yeah. So has the challenge been more about trying to manage Zoom meetings and change how you work? Because I can imagine in your role as well, you're having to be quite a sociable person and talk and meet people. Um, And that's been difficult, I imagine. Yes, I think so. I think that's exactly right. I think if you do have a a day-to-day job normally where you're interacting with lots of different people, working across agencies, trying to help families and young people, uh, and then that's gone, all of a sudden it's virtual. It's a bit of a weird experience, really. And you get quite tired as well during the day. You've got to care for yourself. Yeah. And do you find also that it's quite difficult to actually switch off? Because um, I have to admit that's one of the things that I've really, really struggled with, is having to say to myself, now I have to stop working. Yeah. You know, and having that definition, really, of, you know, this is my time, this is work time. 
Yes, read a book, go and do some gardening if that's what you've got able in front of you, watch a video, a lot of Netflix, a lot of Netflix stuff going on. Yeah, tune out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as you say, I think a lot of people actually, they all find lots and lots of different skills as well, particularly with the garden. (laughs) Yes, that's right. We've had some amazing weather though, haven't we? Lovely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, Rob, please tell us what on earth, I mean, we've spoken about the Birmingham Children's Partnership, but this is a different terminology now, isn't it? What is the Children's Partnership? Why is it different? What does it mean? It's only for Birmingham. You know, are other areas going to have this model? Okay, so what what it is, is that the organisations in Birmingham know that families uh, just don't have particular problems, whether it's to do with health, whether it's to do with education, whether it's to do with social support or whatever it is. And what, what the agencies in Birmingham have realised is they've got to work together better, that actually all the different partners need to work together better to help families. So that's the basic essence of this, that we can't necessarily help families as well as we need to if we're all working with our own particular agendas. Uh, so the purpose of the Birmingham Children's Partnership is really to bring together the main agencies in one place to say, how can we join up? How can we help families in a more integrated way? How can we help families not tell their story in many different times to many different professionals? How can we make that work so it feels more joined up and more intelligent from the point of view of the family's circumstances? So that's the idea behind it, really. Mm. And, and yeah, sorry. So I was going to say, I mean, listening to that, it sounds like it's more about um, families, and professionals as well, and having this joined-up thinking. Yes, that's right, uh, and and very much uh, learning as we're going along. So it's only been around for about a year in Birmingham, um, and it's really uh, picking up some of the key issues. So a couple of years ago, for instance, in Birmingham, we had an inspection of special educational needs and disability services, or what's known as SENS services, special education needs and disabilities, and the inspectors said, you're not working together well enough. Children with special needs need a health input, they need a social care support, they need education and provision that's dovetailed to the needs of the child, and you're not working together well enough to make that work from a family's point of view. So that was an, that's an example, if you like, of where the challenges come that we need to join up more. Um, and we're trying to do that now in, in localities, and we'll talk about this more during the programme, but we're trying to make sure that in a locality where families live, there's a, a place they can go to for help. There's a, a phone number or an email address. The school can get in touch on their behalf or they can come directly and they can get some help at their local level. So, yeah, we're trying to make this work uh, in a joined up way for families. Yeah, and it is. It's about putting the family first, isn't it? Which is, uh, you know, and I know in the past, Rob, we've had colleagues on um, from localities who have spoken about the new, new model that came out last year. And it's good to see, actually, that it's, it's an ever-changing model because what you're trying to do is adapt to the needs, aren't you? That's right. families. That's mm. right. Very much so. Uh, and getting the professionals to, to have a better understanding of what's available locally. So I, I did a piece of work in a school in Birmingham uh, a while ago, and we were talking to the school uh, uh, about all the things that were in their locality within about half a mile, three quarters of a mile of where the school is. And actually the school, many of the teachers, many of the workers in the school didn't know what was around in the locality. They hadn't mm. a sense of that community-based support. Uh, so that join up again is really important. Yeah. 
So please tell us who you've mentioned it's collaborative, you've mentioned it's a partnership. So who are the partners who are actually involved in this? So the, the, the first partner is Birmingham City Council. Uh, and obviously, there's a lot that, that's a lot in the council that's focus on families. So, particularly the education and skills directorate, which is supporting schools, um, running a safeguarding program, looking at how families need help uh, at different aspects of their of their experience. So, there's the city council is a key partner. Birmingham Children's Trust is another key partner, and they provide the social care support to families, uh, particularly if families are really struggling with high levels of needs. Uh, and then the NHS partners. So there's uh, three partners there. There's the Birmingham Women's and Children's Hospital. Um, there's the Birmingham Community Healthcare, which provides community health provision, paediatrics, the speech and language services, health visiting services. And then the overall, there's a, what's called a clinical commissioning group, which oversees the health system for the, for the city. So those three agencies. And then the police, because the police are a key partners as well particularly, obviously, where there are particular difficulties for a family, for instance, domestic violence or children who have gone missing and the police are involved. So they're a key partner. So the six that we call, we say the six statutory partners in the Birmingham Children's Partnership. Okay, that's really interesting, that is, yes. But obviously, within those six key partners, there's also lots and lots of sub-partners as well who will be involved in this work. That's right, yeah. yeah. And, and at a local level, we're working with Bernardo's and Spurgeon's and Accord and Gateway Family Support and Birmingham Settlement. So we've got, in each locality, there's a key local agency, a voluntary or community agency that are leading the work for us. Right. And Rob, you mentioned early help as well. So and one of the things that I'm keen on knowing and families out there might be thinking as well, when we talk about families, is this for children of all ages or is it specific just for children of a specific age? And then the help moves on. How, how does this work? Yes. Yeah, so this is for kids and families of uh, children of age naught and all the way through to 25. Actually, we've stretched the envelope a little bit here to include older children as well, uh, particularly where they're living in the family. So in the family home um, uh, or have particular needs. That means that they have ongoing needs up to the age of 25. So, yeah, naught to 25, um, all inclusive. Right. Brilliant. Now, obviously, challenges of COVID. Yes. Have you had to change some of the work? I mean, because I know working with families out there, the support needs have changed dramatically right from, you know, before March 23rd when lockdown happened. Yeah. But presumably you've now put into place some actions as well to support yeah. families at this time. Yeah. And that's particularly why I wanted to join you today. So thank you for the invite to come and join and talk to people in Birmingham and also wider, obviously, if they're yeah. in. So, yeah, we know families um, have had a difficult time as a result of the COVID experience. So in no particular order, people have struggled with food or accessing food or getting food delivered. Practical things like nappies and baby milk may be a challenge uh, to get hold of or to access. Uh, we know that there's lots of difficulties around finance and money worries, paying rent and bills, utility bills in particular. And we know a lot of income has been ch challenged as a result of what's been going on. And then there's family welfare issues as well that we are aware of. So there's families where the kids are having, there's behaviour problems or families are struggling to manage the children in the home setting. Um, we've had experiences of bereavement where there's been a sense of loss and the family are coping with a sense of loss. 
So all sorts of elements of family family life that have been a challenge at this time. And we, what we've done is we've put in a, in each locality and each each part of Birmingham, we've split Birmingham up into ten areas. And in those each of those ten areas, we've got a local arrangement that can help families with practical help. And indeed, one of the things we've developed is we've developed a hardship fund. So Birmingham City Council have given us a a chunk of money in terms of a hardship fund. We're calling it a, a resilience fund. And families, if they have a worker who's working with them, a professional, a health visitor or a, a teacher in school, can fill out a form on behalf of the family to get some emergency finance help or emergency practical help for the family. So, yeah, we've done an awful lot, actually, over the last uh, five or six weeks to see if we can help families practically in terms of the challenges they're facing. And that's really good because quite often what we tend to do as professionals is we'll look at one tiny part of it um, and hopefully we sort of think, fingers crossed, that there might be another professional organisation who can pick up the other part of it where the family needs help. But this sounds like, you know, you've covered all the bases there and it's not just the emotional support that a family might need around bereavement. It might be another family parenting issue or it might in fact be a financial issue. And I think that's a really, really important part of it, because as we know, families are very reluctant at times to ask for help. And especially, you know, with some of the communities that we're working with as well, it's like, you know, there is no way that I'm going to be asking for financial help. So I think that's really important that you've opened it out there and the fund is there to support families. Absolutely. I mean, it is for people who are really struggling. So it's, you know, we are being careful and we want the professionals to fill in the form uh, because they know the needs of the family. So it isn't a just fill in the form and you'll get 100 quid. That isn't the kind of thing. I mean, we gen- genuinely need to respond to the need that's out there. But let me give you an example. So a uh, family in Birmingham, dad's a taxi driver, there's three kids, mum's not working, there's a big loss of income, they're worried about utility bills. We were able to get that family a food parcel. We were able to give them a short, small amount of money to tide them over for the next week. We could advise them in terms of getting help around money advice with a money advice agency. And these sorts of things all came together over a period of two or three days to help that family who were very pressurized and very anxious about how to cope. And we were able to see them through a little bit in terms of their, their concerns. So that's just a little example of the case that came came our way and, and we've been able to do something. Yeah, and in fact, Rob, I can too sh- can share an example there as well. I know last week um, I came across a family who were really, really struggling because just before COVID, uh, mum was struggling. Her washing machine had broken down, as in like completely broken down. And obviously with lockdown, she couldn't get anyone in to have a look at it. Um, And so this poor lady was actually taking her three young children all the way um, to travel to her friend's house who had a washing machine. Um, You know, and this is lockdown. Everybody's being asked to stay at home. This poor lady, the only way she could do it was actually take her washing and three young children to her friend's house and sit there and, you know, get the washing done. But, you know, I put in a form actually for this lady to get some support and I'm hoping fingers crossed that that will now be put into place for her. So I think as professionals, you know, quite often we see cases where you think, gosh, that family just needs a little bit of a helping hand. Yeah. Um, and at times you can feel, you know, quite constrained because you think, oh, I just don't know where to take this. I don't know how to help. It's a financial issue. So just being able to offer that help was absolutely brilliant. Um, And, you know, I can say from personal experience, it's a really easy form. 
you know, Good. and it's not it's not war and peace. It's not you know, and it's it's a quick form. Um, yeah. Quite often, you know, when you when you ask for money, um, it's always a long winded process, isn't it? Um, so it was really really heartening to see actually that this wasn't going to take up half a day's work in trying to get this together. It was a quick thing, and I'm hoping, as I said, that the family have had that support now, and that's what we- they needed. Mm-hmm. And, we've been, and for instance, we've had over 2,000 uh, applications now for that hardship funding, for that resilience funding. So it's been yeah. gone far and wide now. And, and I, I think it is making a difference for people. Let me tell you another story, which was a newly arrived family uh, into the Birmingham, a uh, family that had a dad and two and two children. And they were in temporary accommodation um, in, in one, of the, one, of, one of the bed and breakfast type of hostels or in the city. Uh, and the dad was really despairing. They didn't know how to get hold of food. Um, they didn't got any provision for cooking. So we were able to get them a microwave. We were able to get them a food parcel. We were able to plug them into some local help uh, and also the, the, the sco- uh, how to get access to a school. So again, lots of practical examples and practical help for families that are struggling. Yeah, and it's super, that is. That's, that's exactly what a family needs, isn't it, at that time. So it, it's brilliant. It's, it's so quick and it's prompt and it's there. Yeah. 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 Let me tell you a little bit more about what we've been doing, Hafsa. So it's not yes, just please. about the uh, resilience fund and mm. it's not just about the local coordination, which is all there and all very important. But what we've also done is we've launched a, launched a community grant scheme. So um, I'll tell you later how to get onto the website and find all this information. But the community grant scheme is for any community organization, charity, voluntary organization, faith organization in a local area. And and they can apply for up to £10,000 to help families during this COVID-19 crisis. Uh, And again, there's a form to fill in. And it's very much about how they can work locally in the local area with the local schools and local support that's uh, available in other, with other agencies and how that can work. And we've had over 200 organisations apply to that fund, but there's still a little bit of money left in that fund. So there is an opportunity for organisations, faith groups, uh, charities, community centres to apply for that funding to help families. And the things that we've funded, we've funded some counselling for young people, we've funded family packs for games and educational materials to go into families. Um, we found we funded some food banks and uh, access to food supplies. So all sorts of practical things have been developed as a result of that funding. But again, that's really helpful because it's a really local community-based fund, not for the big organisations that have got resources elsewhere, really local stuff. And that's a good thing, isn't it? Because with it being local, and if it's a local group as well, they will know exactly what it is that is needed in that community. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it also helps something in terms of the diversity of the city. We had an application from the Eritrean organisation, and there are community groups that relate to particularly some communities, the Somali community, uh, African communities. So we can respond to those kind of interests and those sorts of organisations as well. Yeah, no, that's good. So a key question will be, if people have tuned in and they're listening to this, they might be thinking, actually, where do I find out this information? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so what you need to do is you need to Google Birmingham Children's Partnership COVID-19. So that's what you do. Google Birmingham Children's Partnership COVID-19. And you go to that website and you'll find that there's what's called a Family Connects form. So a family to get a bit more help. 
there's a community grants form if there's a community organization wanting to apply for some of the community grants funding and then there's a resilience application form if you want to fill out a a fund and you can get up to 150 pounds for a family as a professional you can fill out that form and get the money or the help or the practical help for a family right great so this is a case of um rob i'm not sure if you know about our character amsty um so i'll fill you in on amsty a little bit later on but yeah. amsty families you need to get onto the amsty and you need to google it as rob said Birmingham Children's Partnership and from there you will find those forms that we need um, and as, as Rob has maintained there as well and he said a few times it needs to be a professional so if you've got a family and you're thinking actually this family needs some support they need a bit of help then there is a form there on the website to complete that for some resilience funding or you may be a community group and you may have identified a particular need as part of COVID-19, a response to COVID-19, that you think actually this community, this faith group, they might need help with this. Actually, I can do this, but I just need a little bit of funding to support me. Then please, as Robert said, there is some spare money left in those coffers there and we don't like to be sending money no. back. So, yes, definitely get onto there and fill a form in. Brilliant. Rob, what about families out there who might be thinking, actually, I could do with a little bit of direct help here. How can I fill out a form? Have they got to go via the professional? So the, on that page, as I mentioned, there's something called a Family Connects form. So this yeah. is about the welfare and the needs of a family, not necessarily financial, but if they're struggling, we've got cases where, say, the mum might have an anxiety, a level of anxiety about what's happening under the family, and we can get support for people that's not just financial or practical, but we can get some welfare and some support into a family if that's needed. So, for example, um, one of the mental health support services in the city is called Pause. They're obviously not doing face-to-face support at the moment in terms of uh, their they building down in Digbeth where they, you can walk in and get support. So that's not available at the moment, but they have got a phone number and they have got an email address and you can ring up and you can talk to uh, a worker there and parents can ring up or kids can ring up. Uh, and that's just an example of something that's available now for parents in terms of how they're getting on. Also, the organisations that we're working with in each locality, so I mentioned a number of them, Malachi, Gateway Family Support, Bernardo's, Spurgeon's, Compass Support. These organisations are running the local help in the local area. If you fill out that Family Connect form and send it to your local area, and it's all on the website and the email address and how you do that, those organisations know what's available in your local area. They know that mm-hmm. people who can support, they can if we need to, we can ring you up on a daily basis or every other day to see, check in with you. How's it going? Have you had a bad day today? Is it a bit better today? What, what works for you? Suggestions of how to manage the family, how to manage the behaviour of the kids, suggestions on how to structure the day, all sorts of practical help that we can get into to families that we can coordinate at a local level. So, so again, people can find some of those resources, that pause resource, Another thing that we've developed over the last few weeks is called um, Couth. And Couth is an online support service for young people aged 11 to 25. They can go on directly themselves. It's all managed by qualified staff. It's all everything that's on the website is 
is verified and, and, and guaranteed in terms of the safety of children. But their children can go and, and if they want to, they can have a, a counselling relationship with their computer and a, and a counsellor or they can read about stories of how other children have been helped in terms of anxiety or concerns or uh, issues to do with who they are or whatever, really. So again, googlecooth.com and you okay. put in your postcode and you're in and you can get help as an individual child. Ring up, pause as a family, as a parent, you can get help. Fill out that Family Connects form that's on the website that we've, many, we've mentioned. And you can get all sorts of welfare and social support for your family. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And now, very quickly, I want you to tell us, please, about these 10 localities. Okay. All and right. Is it the same for every locality is my question. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. So, again, how to contact them is on the, on the website. But working right. in the north, you've got the first one is Sutton. Uh, Sutton area, and then um, Perry Bar and Erdington, and then going east, you've got Yardley and Hodge Hill, and then south, you've got Hall Green, and more south, you've got Northfield, and then coming back round like a clock, you've got Selly Oak and Edgbaston and Ladywood. So those are the 10 localities, and this help is organised on that locality basis. So yeah, get in, get in touch with those organisations I've mentioned. I won't go through them again. Yeah. But- in touch with them and they can help families or as I say if you want that practical monetary sort of support there's the resilience hardship fund or there's the community grant process brilliant families if you're sort of thinking actually I haven't got round to it I was listening but then I got distracted something happened and I didn't get the full gist of it then please don't panic as Rob has said the website is there that's going to offer you lots and lots of information and additional support as well so please check out the website first and if you haven't been able to scribble the details of the website down then certainly get in touch with the show and we'll make sure you get that alternative uh, we are now um, we are actually going to be publishing the show as well as a podcast show so if you've missed anything there we will make sure that you have access to that as well so you can tune in and listen to it there as well um, and as Rob has mentioned as well it's not a case of the help is in just one part of area of Birmingham this is help throughout Birmingham and it's available So families, you know, I think everybody in this age now, especially with COVID and lockdown, there's been lots and lots of different challenges, lots of different issues that families face, you know, not just families, but as professionals as well. Um, But the help and support is out there. You know, Birmingham Children Partnership have put in a model um, and it's a working model. It's going to change as things happen and things change. So let's use that support whilst it's out there. Yeah. Rob, any final words from you on this, please? No, uh, other than um, we'll obviously uh, develop things further as time passes. I think in some ways the lockdown was a major challenge and really challenged us all, didn't it? And now I think there's a slightly different challenge about how things are are moving, uh, opening up a little bit more, how we manage that. Um, So we're not, we're not, you know, this will go on a bit longer, I think, won't it? The the sense of, how do I manage what's going on? How do we do what we do? So I think, yeah, I may, if you invite me, Hafsa, I'll come back in a few months' time and I'll tell you how we've developed things even further. 
Yeah, most definitely. We will certainly do that because it sounds like, you know, that the work that you're doing, Rob, out there is undoubtedly connecting services and communities together. And that's exactly, you know, what we want, isn't it? That's what people in Birmingham need. That's what we need at this time and post-COVID as well. So yes, please do make sure you join our show again um, sometime soon. And let's have another conversation about the work that you're doing, you know, at that present time. Great. That's super. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the show today. We've had Rob on the show today from Birmingham Children's Partnership talking about the work that they've been doing to basically try and support families more during this COVID-19 period and post-COVID as well. Tune in after the break. We're going to go in for a very short break now, but make sure you tune in again and we're going to have a little Amsterdam story for you. Hello and salam alaikum listeners, it's Hafsha here on Get Families Talking and I hope you're well, I hope you're managing with the um, challenges of COVID-19 um, and certainly I think lots and lots of families are really, really feeling the pressure now and you know, especially now we have different challenges with some schools opening up, some families might be thinking actually, how do I try and make sure that my child in reception, how do I make sure my child in year one or year six is heading back and then of course coming back and you've still got the little ones there as well or different age children as well to manage as well and homeschooling lots and lots of different things um families have really struggled but honestly sometimes i think we just have to sit back a little bit and think to ourselves i've done the best i can with this situation and i'm not going to beat myself up about it i'm doing the best i can and alhamdulillah all is well. So I think that's what we need to be doing. Families, I think we've had a great show today. And certainly I think, you know, if you are struggling out there, then there's a lot of help. Rob has been on the show today from Birmingham Children's Partnership to talk to us in some detail, actually, about the huge amounts of help that is available out there for families. So I would suggest, you know, we really need to be taking this on, both as families and both as professionals as well. If you have missed any part of the show, then just to let you know, the show is also going to be published as a podcast show. So for people and for families out there who haven't had the chance to tune in today and listen to it, then certainly you'll be able to grab it on that podcast as well. Now, without further ado, I am going to read our short story. And I know a lot of families will be thinking, do you know, I could really, really do with a holiday right now. And I think, you know, certainly for lots of families, who knows? Who knows if we'll be able to get away? Who knows? Government advice is still changing. They're still making their minds up. But families will be perhaps reflecting. I know I've done a lot of reflecting on holidays that I've had in the past because who knows if we'll get away this year or not. So I want to read one of my favourites, which is about Mr. Mac Goes on Holiday. So sit back and let's enjoy our story. Mr. Mac was a shiny new computer who sat next to old Amsty in the library. He was sleek and slim with a lovely big screen and a shiny wireless keyboard. His athletic frame and quick thinking made him popular with all the visitors to the library. 
hour after hour, he was booked up with young people, old people, mums, dads, children, all queuing up to book an hour slot on him. Mr. Mac, please. He's so quick and so smart. I wish I could take him home, they would say. Oh, I don't mind waiting for a while, but I do want to book Mr. Mac, please. Sometimes Mac just wanted to chill out and daydream his day away, just like Amsty did. More than that, he wanted time just to chat to Amsty. You see, Amsty told him the most wonderful stories about the countries he had visited, the sunsets he had seen, the lovely big hotels that sat on the shores of turquoise blue seas. Mr. Mac wanted to travel. He wanted to see the world, just like Amsty had. He was getting restless and bored sitting and working in the library day after day. He never got to find out how Amsty had managed to do all the travelling and sightseeing he boasted of. When did he manage to leave the library? How did he manage to pack his bag? And what about a passport? Mr Mac had lots of questions, but Amsty never answered them. He just smiled mysteriously. Don't worry, Mac. One day I'll tell you when the time is right. But when? Again, Amsty just smiled. Mr. Mac didn't have time to question anymore. His next customer was logging on. Mr. Mac peered at him with a hard stare. The young man looks about 20 years old. Mr. Mac started to guess at what he would do. Hmm, maybe a spreadsheet or Excel, or maybe he would do a CV. He was wrong. The young man opened up a search engine and typed in beach holidays around the world. Suddenly, he went from one page to another, looking at lovely beaches, turquoise seas and the most wonderful hotels. He looked at sunsets and compared beach after beach. Mr. Mac was transformed to another world. He sat on beaches with his sunglasses on and a suitcase full of sun hats and t-shirts. Mr. Mac was on holiday. He smiled wide. He didn't need a passport for this. Now he understood how Amsty had travelled the world. So you see, listeners, there are many ways to see the world and the internet is just one of them. I hope you've enjoyed my show today. Get Families Talking with Hofsha. Please join me again next week for another episode of Get Families Talking. Thank you for listening to the Get Families Talking podcast. Please make sure you do subscribe to our podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. We value your opinions, so please feel free to contact us with your feedback or any other inquiries. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Get Families Talking podcast.